y'all. Welcome to The Road Show. I'm Erin May, and today I have with me country recording artist Esther Rose. But before we get to our conversation, here's her song, This Time Last Night.
much for joining me on the road show today, Esther. It's great having you. Yeah, thanks, Erin. I'm really glad to do it. So, how did you first get started in country music? Well, um, I would say I got started playing roots music, um, which led to country music about seven years ago when I moved to New Orleans. And um, growing up in Flint, Michigan, most of my friends were DJs, electronic music, and people didn't really pass guitar around, or at least the people that I know right. didn't do that. So when I moved to New Orleans, it like, was so wonderful. Everybody <laughs> plays an instrument or two. Yes. And that's just how you spend the evening, and I and I kind of um, got back into it because country music on the radio growing up. On I remember like you know riding on the yellow school bus, and um, <laughs> sounds a lot different than modern stuff than, than what I dug up. Oh yeah, um, absolutely. And learned to love like the music of Hank Williams. To be right. Specific. Well, that's one thing I love about your music is that it's. What I'll call like old school or classic, you know, it's just got that feel to it, which a lot of the modern, you know, country music has lost. Well, I think that's just because we were so limited in our recording situation that it just it's gonna sound like 1950s Patsy Cline because <laughs> we recorded it live with a real thrill and yes, but that's awesome. separation in the room. It was five mics and two channels, so like. Just based on that alone, if we had made the album somewhere else, who knows what it would have sounded like. Well, we yeah. Got. Huh, that's interesting. Yeah, because I love the sound, the vintage sound of it. That's what really drew me to it. Man, yeah. Working with Sam Doors, he's my neighbor, and he engineered it. We could say producer, although mm-hmm. we didn't have, like, a producer official. But, like, he and another friend... Um, had started a, a recording company in their house when they're home from tour, and they got my band and a bunch of other great bands um, from New Orleans to do some live stuff there and um, just been churning it out. I can give you a whole list of people to listen to when we're off the phone here. Oh, awesome. Good. <laughs> so is living in New Orleans, has that influenced your music any? Oh, yeah, definitely. Um Mostly, I would say my biggest influences are my friends. We were always playing our new songs for each other and and having campfires and going to each other's shows. And my friends, um, you know, I don't listen to that much recorded music at home. Right. But I listen to so much music live at shows, so it's like... And and then usually by people I know or friends or people that I'm going to be friends with, like, too. Mm-hmm. You know, we're in the same community. So, yeah, just being in that city and, and being friends with the people that I am, I guess, um, you know, the Wasted Lives and the Lost Deans and Max and the Martians and, and the Deslons are just a few to get people started and right. they're listening. Have your loved ones been pretty supportive of your career? My my current loved one is extremely supportive. And oh, good. So amazing and a hundred percent responsible for pretty much anything good that's happening in my life by just being a believer in you know, when you start writing songs, I don't know if anyone who's listening is starting out writing songs, it's I find that I don't really know 
if it's good or not. I'm just developing an idea or I have an idea and I don't, most, most times likely I think that it's probably not a good idea and I (laughs) finish the song, but I wouldn't really believe in it. And so it really takes somebody else in your life to be like, Hey, like, let's give this a chance. This is a good song. Like play it again. And like, don't, you know, just like believe in it a little bit. Right. Exactly. It helps having somebody that you trust and love to give you that boost of confidence and let you know, yeah, Hey, this is really good. Yeah, and they'll also tell you, like, hey, that's probably not a good idea. You exactly. Like, <laughs> yeah, you have to have ways, someone honest really with listening. you. Yes. <laughs> they have to be honest. Yeah. Somebody who trusts trust their taste and their experience in life. So so have you done much um, touring or traveling with your music yet? Just kind of getting started with Just that. Um, some friends have asked me to go out and do stuff with them. I haven't been able to wrap my head around getting my band together um, mm-hmm. to back me up on the road. So what I do is I'll just travel solo and then meet up with friends who are in other bands and they'll back me up. So I did that with the Deslons in uh, Michigan and and out west or out east, and then I'm about to do that again out west. This okay. September, it just was announced, I'm going to open up for Pokey Lafarge, do a few shows in Denver and Omaha and um, Iowa City, and I, and I link up with my friends um, from New Mexico, and they're going to they're gonna back me up. Oh, awesome. That'll be good. Yeah. Touring is, is complicated, and my, my, my bandmates are all in other great bands, so I have yet to find a way to um, get the people who are on the album to travel around with me i'm gonna figure that one out oh gosh yeah well good luck with that hopefully it happens thank you (laughs) (laughs) i'll get them i'll get them someday yeah you will you will i mean surely they'll be like hey yeah esther we're on board (laughs) well they're just you know it's when you live in new orleans you can play music every day right and you can you don't have to tour you can play with like four or five different bands and go to work and it's like this whole different lifestyle and, and a lot of people like, you know, touring's hard. I love it. I don't think it's hard. I mean, I know it's hard, but I I feel like I'm good at it yes. more than I am staying at home. So I just have to find people that also feel that way. Right. But they killed it on the album, my band. I'm so proud of them. I love what they're playing so much and they can do whatever they want. So like right now, are you usually play, playing at venues or in like little bars or... Right now, I would say we play the most at um, our all-star covered dish country jamboree. Every Tuesday, there's a country night in New Orleans, and we'll play maybe once a month or every other month there. And our friends Matt and Joy throw that. Um, a lot of country musicians around the nation have, have been through there and know that it's such a fun scene, people dancing, and right. like you've never seen it, and... and partner dancing and um so i play there the most and um little bars around town and stuff like that that's so cool though i bet that's really fun yeah i i love to see people dancing to these songs yes (laughs) what they're for My wife. 
on your debut album, uh, are most of them influenced by real-life experiences? Yep, they're all directly influenced by real-life experiences. Do you have, like, a favorite? I don't write from anybody else's point of view but my own. I haven't figured that out. Do you have a favorite on the album, though? Oh, boy. Well, you know, some of them, some of them were really fun to write. And um, I'd say that those ones are my favorite in particular, um, because ones like Friend or Foe and Lightning Strikes and Starting Over. Mm-hmm. and um, I love Lightning um, Strikes. That's a great one. Oh, thank you. <laughs> yeah, those ones, those ones came like out of the blue, like the entire song with the melody and all the lyrics. Like, I, like, for instance, when I was starting over, I was just on my bike, biking to work. Oh, wow. And, like, the first line of the song popped into my head, do you like the life you've got? And then it just, like, I started to hear the entire song, and I pulled over on my bike, and I started mumbling into my iPhone voice memo and singing every note. Oh, my and, gosh. and top to bottom. And then when I, I like, put, it, put my phone away and was like, wow, I probably look like a crazy person right now. <laughs> and got home, and I, and I listened to it, like, a, a few days later. And wrote it out and, and found out what chords I was singing. And I thought, I was like, this is song is like so ridiculous, you know? Aww. But I played it for a few friends and they're like, no, this is great. And I played it for the band and they loved it. So we just went with it. But like those moments when like feeling like so connected to my mind mm-hmm. and to like my adventure of life, friend or foe is the same way. I was sitting in uh, Mesa on, outside of Taos in the dark by a campfire and I just really like I go into these like kind of like fussy moods I'm like moody and melancholy (laughs) and this song like the first line just dropped into my head are you friend or foe and I wandered off and I and I wrote the whole song you know and 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 those experiences are like kind of like I like as good as it gets man like just like feeling like you're so alive and like some you're getting like a transmission you're right exactly yes just just being wide open to like being creative and and listening and even if it's ridiculous what you're saying or mumbling into your phone or writing down like giving yourself a chance like that's Mm -hmm. that's that's a good feeling oh it is a good feeling and so many people don't do that they're afraid to just express themselves like that oh boy I was so afraid for so long I felt like I felt like a failure that I wasn't good at school. Yeah. And I felt like it was cheesy to be an art student. So I didn't want to like pursue <laughs> art and I'm too stubborn to be in the classroom. Oh gosh. So I just like 
wandered around for a really long time just feeling like I was no good at anything. And, oh, bless your um, heart. So now I'm like, I'm, I, I turned, when I turned 28, I just like kind of just changed my life around and, and started to give myself a chance. Oh, I'm so glad you did. Yeah, you needed to. <laughs> it was a chance worth I, taking. Yeah. I, you know, I, I, I just, I, I'm expressing these things to you because I just hope that other people feel the same way. Like, oh, yeah. They do. And, and give themselves a chance.
risks you want to take here in the future? Like maybe with your More next risk? album or something? Have you even started thinking that far ahead? Well, I did because I wrote well, 25 songs oh. over the past few years, and I, did, I only recorded 11. So there are all these other ones that are a little bit less country, that are a little bit more like Nirvana meets Joni Mitchell meets Bruce Springsteen or something. Oh, like wow. they're kind of, they're like kind of <laughs> heavy and punk a little bit. I don't know. Like in my mind, like that's where I was like the 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 writing is from. Like this, like other place that's maybe um, even more me. Yeah, that's um, exciting though. So there could be another album that, and it might just sound. It might. I have no idea what it's going to sound like because once I put my band on it, they they give it their own energy and enthusiasm, right. and they so they they make it they make me sound good, and I, I love them <laughs> so much. Oh well, you're going to have to keep me informed because I definitely want to check that out once it's released. Heck yeah, come through Arkansas. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> hey, we could do a live interview. That would be cool. That sounds great. <laughs> I prefer uh, that. Yes, yes. Did you have one defining moment in your life when you're like, okay, oh my God, this is it. This is what I want to do. Yeah. Yep. We're just. It was you. probably. It was. It was like. Well, it was a bunch of things, but I think that the, the defining moment was when I wrote this time last night. It was so strange. I was sleeping. I woke up at like six or it was like four or three in the morning dawn and I just moved into my own apartment after a really bad breakup and I sat down at my table and I didn't even have any paper to write on so I found like like a like an instructional for like a weed whacker anyway I wrote (laughs) a song on on that piece of paper and I went back to bed and I woke up the next day and I read what I'd written and what it was like, it was like the bare bones of this song. And then over the next few days, more and more crazy shit was happening in my life. Right. Pretty much falling apart, bursting into flames, and lots of trouble. Oh. And the bridge for that song came into my head. And like, I was like, I, even through like how hectic and stressful my life was in that Mm -hmm. moment like these songs like crystallized and I was able to like process my feelings in like this really distinct calming way instead of like freaking out or like you know being like unable to cope like these songs would just like arise and they would help me like be grounded and like understand and have clarity for for my own messy life and yeah. I felt like, oh, my God, this is, like, a tool. It's also, like, a way to, like, for me to look back and, like, remember what was going on in my life. It's also, like, a, you know, like a uh, musical journal or something. Exactly, yes. And I, and I just, like, I realized then kind of that, like, okay, this I'm is something here. I'm going to pay attention. Oh, yeah. When the universe talks, you got to pay attention. you're thinking 
get up, go get ready, we're going dancing. Light it up, we're staying now past you. See me in the corner, lead me out here. Take me by the hand out to the floor. Hold me in your arms, we'll go sailing round and round. The day is gone, tomorrow never more. that you listened to when you were growing up that's really influenced you I, mean, I know you mentioned some earlier but yeah growing up was um, a lot of Beatles early Beatles oh, like wow. Love Me Do and you know like the really fun <laughs> kind of pop stuff yes like jumped around with my sisters like dancing to the White Album um this is when we were real tiny. And then um, there was a lot of gospel in the house. Yes. My dad loves gospel, Sam Cooke, and um, Afro Pop. He's very <laughs> sophisticated and eclectic old farmer. Oh. My farmer, my dad. <laughs> yes. <laughs> oh. And um, I'd say that's probably, I know I'm forgetting a lot. Went through a huge punk rock phase. Um, tried to ride a skateboard. Couldn't really oh, do that. Gosh, but that I, is I difficult. I never day, did either. I realized, like, okay, so before YouTube, we all watched skate videos, and that's how we found out about good music. Yeah. You know, like the skate videos, we just have like the best stuff, the newest <laughs> stuff, the greatest sound, like, and that's right. that was like one way to like find out about stuff. 
I don't know what other people did. Friends would burn me CDs. They wouldn't have the names of the artists or the names of the songs. It would just be a blank CD, but it would be like a life-changing moment. Um, so like relying on old friends to burn music was like so important. And it's still so important. Like share music with your friends, like give them, give them CDs and of new stuff to check out. Like that's like how it works. Oh yes. It's, how, it's like life changing. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. Yeah. And so many people don't share what they enjoy anymore, you know? Well, they share, but they share on Facebook, and exactly. it's like probably a lot of people aren't going to click. They might like it, but they might not click it. Exactly, you know, it's yeah. Like, it's so impersonal now. Yeah. It's like the direct thing, like, I made a CD for you. Like, no mm-hmm. one's going to not listen to that. Yes. <laughs> so what's one um, real quirk about you that people may not realize? One quirk. One only. Oh, it doesn't have to be one, dear. It can oh, be yeah. as many as she wants. Because <laughs> I know there's no way um, I can list only one, so, <laughs> for me. Um, I can handle, like, the spiciest, hottest pepper on the planet. Oh, my gosh, really? Yeah, like, I needed, like, yeah, the hottest hot sauce. <laughs> like an inferno thing. in your mouth. <laughs> That's a quirk, I guess. Um, <laughs> oh, well, that's... I mean, I'm sure there's, like, so many things. Yes. But I can't think of anything that interesting. I guess they're just going to have to meet me and, and find out for themselves. Hey, that works, too. That works, too. <laughs> With your debut album and everything and people starting to be more interested and stuff, how are you handling that personally? Well, um, I'm ready. I feel more grounded in my own person right. ever before. I'm 30 now. I've been around for a while. I've, like, partied and I've not partied, and I got my head on my shoulders, mm-hmm. like, in a new way that when I was even, you know, 25, 26, like, I would be more overwhelmed. Right. By just getting out there. I mean, the music industry, we used to say music industry, but just like playing music in bars at night, like, it can be really tough for a lot of people to mm. participate in, like, that kind of environment without just getting really messed up right and I kind of went through that struggle really young and by the time I was 21 I like learned a lot about Mm. that and about myself and addiction and so I kind of I feel like that stuff's good for me which is that can be a really scary thing to go through especially for friends that are like just just catching a wave just getting a break getting more success and then it's like boom like this problem you know Mm-hmm. So, as far as that stuff goes, I'm glad to figure that out a little bit. Yes. But I, um, I don't know, like, you know, I'm, now I've, a lot of my friends have been, become, like, extremely successful. 
and they're doing great. Mm-hmm. And it helps put into perspective, like, you know, like, they're just people and they need to have friends and you need to have a home and you need to, like, call your mom and you need to, like, cook good food for yourself. Like, it's just, it's just attention and it will go away at some point. And it's, like, very, it's all just, like, very fleeting. You have to be in the moment and you have to, like, take care of your friendships and your loves and, like, pay attention to your life, even if, like, it seems like everything's complicated. Mm -hmm. Yeah, don't lose sight. Yeah, because, you know, like, when it's, like, I, it's funny, nobody wants you and then until, like, one person says it's okay, that mm-hmm. you're good, and then everybody is at your door, right? Yes, that's typically how it works. I feel like that's, like, how it works. And then, But then there's all those people that are amazing and that do, like, love your art and love your, your my, my art and my music that are, like, you know, they don't give a shit if anybody right. famous is interested. They know what they like and they know they like me, and that's, like, the best feeling that's like that's mm-hmm. like what I'm that's what it gives me yes yes yeah, <laughs> oh saying that's awesome I mean because that's what it's about yeah yeah definitely people appreciate about friends you. yes Friends but it is and... nice to get paid for music and not oh have well that's to, a bonus um... yeah that, <laughs> that's, that's a good bonus that's the goal <laughs> Well, yeah, I mean, because you kind of have to if you want it to be a career, I guess, you know? <laughs> like, I put it off first. I was like, yeah, I just, I want to, I want to try and see if I can do that. But, you well, it know. seems like you've got a good start going. Yeah, I'm also really, really good at uh, bartending and waitressing. No. <laughs> <laughs> I fall back. Yeah, hey, everybody needs something to fall back on. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, that's good. That's good. I'm actually a pretty bad bartender. Are you really? Oh, my gosh. <laughs> yeah, I can never tin bar because I would waste the liquor because I always overpour. I'm so bad, so bad. That's a very good bartender. Are you kidding Is me? it? Is Well, not for the business, probably, but for the clientele, yeah. They love me. Yeah. <laughs> they love you. Oh. <laughs> well, where all can everybody find you on social media? My Bandcamp page is where people can download my music, and they can buy a, a CD from there, and I'll ship it to you personally. Okay, yes. Um, that's esterosemusic.bandcamp.com. And my Facebook is Esther Rose. Um, I'm out there. Not that hard. Yeah. Yeah, because we want everybody to find you and help support your music and just enjoy it. Yeah. Dance to it. Turn it up loud. Yes. Yeah, crank it up. (laughs) (laughs) Share it with friends. Yes, exactly. (laughs) Well, it's been so great talking to you, Esther. Thank you for joining me. Thanks, Erin. Yeah. Uh, come see you in Arkansas sometime. Yes, please do. I'm going to hold you to that. 
right. Thanks so much for joining me on this episode of The Road Show, y'all. I had a great time talking to Esther. Please be sure and follow her on all of her social media and check out her EP on Bandcamp. Also, please follow me on Twitter at Aaron underscore May. That's A-I-R-E-N underscore M-A-Y-E. And The Road Show at Roadshow Pod. And now to end the show, let's listen to her song, Jump Down Baby.